Welcome to the Celtics Pod. I'm Eric Vandenbosch. Got a lot to talk about in the pod because uh, I haven't done a Celtics podcast since the preseason began. Now the preseason is over and they played four games, so yes, I got some catching up to do. Uh, but the Celtics uh, in the preseason, they looked really good. They did. They went 4-0 and uh, they showed a ton of chemistry. And I think they have shown more chemistry, I think, than people expected them to show at this point in the season. Even Brad Stevens said the exact same thing. Uh, but the uh, ball movement has looked really good. They improve, appear to be an improved passing team, uh, making extra passes, uh, creating open shots for guys, and guys knocking down shots, which is really good. Uh, 50% from three-point range uh, Wednesday night in that final preseason game versus Charlotte. Uh, hopefully that continues, guys making knocking down shots. Because if they're going to move the ball like that and they're going to knock down shots like that, they're going to score a ton of points. Uh, Kyrie Irving... At this point, he's been everything that you could hope for, you know, uh, coming to Boston as advertised. And with the Celtics um, playing the style of offense they do where they move the ball a ton and everybody touches the ball and they pass the ball a lot, he seems to be fitting in extremely well with that because he appears to be a good passer, 10 assists on Wednesday night. And, uh, you know, with all the ball movement, he's shown that he can play off the ball. He can catch and shoot. Uh, certainly he can play one-on-one and he can create space. He knocked down several step-back uh, jumpers, uh, you know, shoot off the dribble. He posted up uh, Kemba Walker, had a one-legged uh, fadeaway. So I don't know that Kyrie has to be the guy for the Boston Celtics because the style of offense that they play. They're going to move the ball around a ton. Uh, they're going to have a ton of assists. They're going to pass the ball a lot. So everyone's going to touch the ball and everyone's going to get the opportunity to shoot the ball. So because of that, I think the game will just dictate who the leading scorer is on any given night. Uh, They're not going to rely on Kyrie Irving to score a ton of points the way they had to rely on Isaiah Thomas last season. Isaiah carried them. He had to score 20-plus points every night for them to win. He had to take over stretches of games for them to win. But I think there's enough talent and shooting and ball movement on that team where they don't have to rely on someone like Kyrie Irving to score big points every single night. And I don't think they have to rely on Gordon Hayward to score big points every single night. So I don't think they need to have someone be the guy all season long, but there will be big moments during the season where, you know, there's like a few seconds left in a basketball game or it's like a playoff game. Defense is really locked in, stuff like that. You need a bucket. You know, we will see at times a situation where somebody's going to take control, dominate a possession, and Kyrie Irving can certainly do that because, you know, he can go one-on-one with somebody and create space and knock down a shot, just like he did with uh, several of those uh, step-back jumpers. Or he has shown his amazing ball-handling ability, so maybe he can get past somebody and score a bucket when when it is needed, when somebody needs to take over a possession and they need points in those big situations. He obviously can do that. One thing he can't do is play defense, and that's not a surprise to anybody. Everybody knew that uh, when he came to Boston because he wasn't known as a good defender. He's actually known as a bad defender. Um, and it's not like I'm really worried about it. It's not like I'm worried about the trade because obviously if he gives up points on defense, he's going to make up for that when he scores 20-plus points per game, when he averages 25 or whatever like he did playing with LeBron and playing with Cleveland. But some examples I wanted to bring up of the poor defense 
because there were times where it was just glaring, and I'm like, oh my god, this guy is a bad defender. Uh, so defending Malik Monk in the second quarter of that final preseason game, Monk has the ball on the wing. He does a simple crossover, nothing special, but Kyrie goes for the ball and just whiffs, and then Monk gets right past him. He dribbles to the corner, and Monk goes up for the shot, and then Kyrie comes sprinting back into the play and then just slams into Malik Monk as he's in in midair taking a shot. So then Monk goes to the free throw line. Uh, another one was in that same game, he's defending Kemba Walker. And this is this is like the defensive play that led to that awesome highlight of him going past Dwight Howard with the between the legs. Uh, so it starts with Kemba Walker bringing the ball up the middle of the floor. Walker's approaching the three-point line. Simple crossover again, nothing special, but he blows right past Kyrie Irving with ease. Um, but this is how it led to that awesome between the legs from Kyrie. Walker doesn't score. Al Horford gets the ball. He hands it off to Kyrie. Kyrie goes coast to coast. Defense doesn't get back. Does that sick between the legs past Dwight Howard, who I'm sure gave it his best effort to stop Kyrie. But uh, Kyrie blows right past him, does a reverse lay-in, and there you go. One of the highlights of the preseason. Uh, Kyrie upsetting uh, Cleveland Cavaliers fans this week, calling Boston a better sports town. This is what he said. He said, it's exciting to be back on the East Coast. A lot of different cultures, food, and people. You get it all, especially in Boston. You would go to Cleveland. It would be nighttime and things would be going on, but you see a vast difference. I'm playing in a real live sports city. So to me, that statement, not only is he calling Boston a better sports town, but it sounds like he's calling Boston a better city in general, which is true, which is probably true, uh, but just probably not something that you want to say to the media because you know the reaction you're going to get from uh, fans in Cleveland. And it's not like they needed another reason to dislike the guy because the guy had already requested a trade. He didn't want to play for their team. And now he calls Boston a better sports city. So I guess maybe it adds to the, the rivalry because the hate of Kyrie and Cleveland maybe goes up a notch. And you already knew that on Tuesday night in the first uh, regular season game, fans were just going to shower him with booze every single time he touches the ball. You already knew that was going to happen. And now he says, hey, I'm in a better sports town. It's not like Cleveland's like a really bad sports town or anything. They do have some good teams. Uh, Cavs and uh, Cleveland Indians, Cleveland Browns, not so much, but two out of three ain't bad. Marcus Smart, who has looked fantastic in the preseason, uh, big story surrounding him is the Celtics must extend his contract by Monday. Otherwise, he becomes a restricted free agent after the season. And uh, a lot of fans are saying, extend this guy. We got to do it. He's been fantastic in the preseason, which he has been. And a lot of it has to do with him shedding weight in the offseason, losing about 20 pounds. He looks more athletic. Uh, and as always... Typical Marcus Smart throughout the preseason, he's playing with a ton of energy. He's diving for loose balls. He's ripping the ball out of people's hands. He's swatting at the ball and knocking knocking it away from guys, making a ton of defensive plays. And uh, diving for loose balls as well. Total hustle guy. Like he's always done. Diving for loose balls. And then, like, I don't think anyone does this as well as Marcus Smart. You dive for a loose ball. You grab it. Roll over onto your back. And then you find a, a teammate. Passes them really quick. Uh, and then, you know, the team gets out and runs, and those plays for Marcus uh, frequently lead to transition points. So just his ability to grab a loose ball and find a teammate and advance the ball is just amazing. Other guys you see 
uh, die for a ball. And typically, it seems like throughout the league, guys die for the ball and then they call timeout. Or they die for the ball and they hurt themselves. But uh, Marcus just has that ability. Even like if he's making plays on the baseline, you know, he um, steals the ball or whatever. And as he's falling out of bounds on the baseline, he'll, he'll find a teammate and he'll get rid of the ball every time. And uh, again, typically or frequently, that leads to a points on the other end for the Celtics. Uh, his weight loss, Brad Stevens said he may have better stamina, uh, which is important because he's going to play heavy defensive minutes, especially with Avery Bradley going to uh, Detroit and uh, Jay Crowder going to the Cavs and uh, him losing that weight. Uh, it's going to be big for him. He said that he struggled last season playing through exhaustion and uh, he had back problems brought on by the weight. So it's good to see him. You know, maybe have some additional stamina and maybe, um, you know, have some added athleticism, some quickness, all those things. And, I mean, you're talking about additional athleticism and quickness for a guy who is already pesky to begin with. Um, shooting the ball with confidence as well. And everyone's impressed by the athleticism and the weight loss. Uh, everyone's impressed by the defense, as always. But another thing that makes fans say you got to extend this guy is the fact that he's shooting the ball much better shooting with confidence in the preseason going four or six from the field Wednesday night knocking down three triples in the first half of that first preseason game also versus Charlotte so people are like go ahead and extend him but Marcus Smart said he and his agent have not heard anything from the Celtics regarding an extension Danny said they have had some conversations but they haven't been real negotiations, no numbers or anything like that. Uh, this is something that Danny Ainge uh, may want to be patient with, you know, not rush into anything because, of course, they have to be smart with their money. They have to consider the luxury tax. You know, Marcus is um, he's a great player, great defender who impacts winning, but the team is not built around Marcus Smart. That's just the reality, you know. Uh, you're not going to um, impact, you know, future cap space or whatever, not like they have any, but um, I'm sure Danny does not want to rush into anything uh, because, again, they have to be smart with their money, you know. And, again, they're not building the team around Marcus Smart. He impacts winning. He makes a few big plays every night. He's absolutely a guy that can help you win a championship, but I don't think a championship in the future hinges on Marcus Smart being a member of the Boston Celtics. And offensively, everyone's so excited about him shooting the ball. But, you know, keep in mind, it's just a four-game sample size, and this is a guy who shot 28% from three-point range. So maybe they want to wait and see uh, how Marcus plays throughout the season, regardless of the offense, though. Obviously, a ferocious defender and, again, a guy that will make your basketball team better. Pesky defenders, while we're on the topic, Terry Rozier is looking awfully pesky, isn't he, in the preseason? You know, just like Marcus playing with a high motor, playing with tons of energy, uh, stripping the ball away from ball handlers, and another guy who's expected to have an important role defensively following uh, Avery Bradley leaving the basketball team. And it's really fun to see Marcus and Terry on the floor at the same time because, it, like, again, both of these guys playing with a lot of energy. And when you got two guys out there on the floor like that, they really frustrate the opposing offense. You know, those two just swarming to the ball and wreaking havoc. You know, the uh, killer bees swarming to the basketball. Terry Rozier, Marcus Smart. Also, Terry, uh, just like Marcus Smart, knocking down shots with confidence. 
uh, also attacking the basket, him flashing his athleticism as well, the speed and the quickness. It's really impressive to see him uh, drive to the hoop. Um, he looks like he has taken a step forward. It looks like he's taken another leap, and that's what you ask out of young players like that. You want to see some improvement from year to year, and that appears to be the case with him uh, going from his second season last year into his third season. This season, he looks like he's a, a better basketball player. Also a better basketball player, Jalen Brown. Uh, Jalen Brown, a good game versus Charlotte Wednesday night, 4-7 from the field. Two of four from three-point range. Good to see him knocking down shots. Also good to see him playing great defense, just like uh, the last two guys I mentioned. Okay, it's the third quarter, Wednesday night, Celtics-Hornets. Kemba Walker with a basketball. And Jalen Brown is all over him, stuck to him like glue. And Kemba Walker steps back in the corner, tries to get off a shot. Jalen blocks it. A great individual defensive play by Jalen Brown, the type of thing that you're looking for out of him. Uh, unfortunately, Al Horford with a miserable turnover after the uh, block shot just like throws the ball to Kemba Walker and he hits a three. Or I don't know if he threw it to Kemba Walker. He threw it to somebody not wearing a Celtics jersey, and it ended with Kemba Walker hitting a three. But that's a great play from Jalen Brown versus a great player. In Kemba Walker, I know people have said it's you know, uh, Eric, pump the brakes a little bit here because it's just the preseason. Uh, Charlotte finished ten games under five hundred last year. They didn't make the playoffs, and they have guys who are out. So you would expect the Celtics to pummel that basketball team, which they did through three quarters until the reserves came in and made the game a little more exciting. Um, but yeah, I get it. It's uh, a team that missed the playoffs last year and they have guys who are out. It's the preseason. But at the same time, when you see great individual plays like that, you have reason to be excited about what you are seeing, even though it's only preseason. They have guys out. They missed the playoffs last year, but Kemba Walker is still a great player. Jalen Brown's going to have a big role and he played fantastic defense versus Kemba Walker. Uh, Charlotte's very next possession Jalen Brown doesn't waste very much time making another great defensive play. Um, Brad Stevens has said that uh, Jalen, after Avery and Jay Crowder go, uh, Jalen's going to have to be a versatile defender, someone who plays a lot of twos, some ones, switches on to fours at some times, and he says, Brad Stevens says Jalen Brown has the size, the athleticism, the versatility to be able to defend bigger guys and stick with the quicker guys as well. So here he is, stuck like glue to Kemba Walker, and then he gets posted up by a bigger guy, Marvin Williams, who plays the three and the four. He's six foot nine. He's got two inches on Jalen Brown. He posts up Jalen. Uh, Jalen blocks Marvin Williams' shot. So that's exactly what uh, Brad Stevens is looking for, that versatility. Um, and, you know, again, he needs to be a high-level defender and help pick up some of that slack left behind by some of the guys who uh, exited following last season. Now, losing Avery Bradley, a lot of people extremely disappointed by that. Longest-tenured Celtic at the time. Uh, you know, he's obviously a tremendous defensive player. He's a great on-ball defender. He can defend some of the elite guards in the NBA. So people were saying, you know, that's a loss for the Celtics. How do you make up for that guy who was so good one-on-one uh, -on, -one on the perimeter versus some of these guards? He's an elite defender. There's no possible way you can make up for that. Um, 
And I'm not saying that, you know, individually Marcus Jalen, Terry Rozier are as good defensively as uh, Avery Bradley, but it has to make you feel uh, a little bit better about losing Avery Bradley. It really does. I mean, um, ultimately trading away Avery Bradley was all about creating cap space to bring in Gordon Hayward. And it was about Avery Bradley's expiring contract. I'm not saying that Danny Ainge's confidence in Marcus Jalen and Terry Rozier made him feel like it was okay to trade Avery Bradley, but maybe Danny's confidence in Marcus, Terry, and Jalen gave him some confidence going forward without Avery Bradley. Those three guys are going to have to play well, and through four preseason games, they look pretty good. Uh, Jalen Brown. Or excuse me, not Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Tay-Tay. He did some really nice things Wednesday night, uh, two of four from three, which is fantastic because people said during Summer League, uh, Jason Tatum needs to extend his range. So he has shown that he can knock down these threes, at least through the preseason. Uh, He does look 19 years old at times. He is 19 years old. He is a rookie. Uh, At times in transition, he commits an offensive foul. Uh, He had a steal. Wednesday nights, uh, one-on-one with Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker takes a charge, not how you want to finish off a, a steal and transition. Uh, so in that, he'll he'll handle that better. That situation he'll handle better at some point in the future. You know, um, one-on-one with Kemba Walker. Walker takes a charge next time, maybe a Euro step, makes some kind of move and be decisive. But again, he's, you know, um, 19 years old. And Kaminsky had a great play where he posted up um Jason Tatum and Jason Tatum is is a four you know he needs to build some strength put on some weight and all these these things and he just got owned on one play by Kaminsky where Kaminsky posted him up and just went right by him uh he Kaminsky tried to lay it in but I hate to bring up Al Horford's name all these for all these examples but um Kaminsky posts up uh Jalen Brown uh, excuse me, Jason Tatum. I don't know why I keep conf- confusing those two guys. Too many guys with names that start with J. And then you have two Marcuses, which I wonder how they're handling that. Like, Marcus has always been Marcus, but now you have Marcus Morris. Does Brad Stevens, while he's coaching these guys, does he say smart or does he say Morris? I don't know. Anyway, um, so Kaminsky posts up Jason Tatum gets by him easy, tries to lay it in Al Horford's call for goaltending. So offensively, uh, Tatum looks like he belongs in the NBA. Absolutely. Um, it looks very comfortable in the offense. Well, well, like I said, you know, there are times where he makes mistakes like in transition versus, um, versus Kemba Walker, but he's getting a lot of minutes with the starters. He actually started two of the games, so... Aaron Baines, he has expressed confidence in his ability to play Tuesday night. Now, Aaron Baines strained his left knee in the preseason, but he was a full participant in practice on Saturday. And when Baines was out there, uh, he did play really well. He was knocking down mid-range jump shots with uh, great consistency. He showed some serious toughness and some physicality shows that he plays with a mean streak, and that is something that has been missing from the Boston Celtics in recent years. Uh, certainly, you know, previous bigs, uh, Amir Johnson, Kelly Olynyk, 
Tyler Zeller, even Al Horford, they don't play with that type of strength and physicality. You know, they can't knock around some of the bigger guys and slam bodies with some of the bigger guys like uh, Dwight Howard. So it's nice to see the Celtics bring in a guy who can show a mean streak and can show that uh, strength and physicality and all those things. And his ability to knock down those mid-range jump shots is pretty sweet, too. He can uh, protect the basket, challenge shots vertically. This is something that um, uh, Brian Scalabrini and uh, Brad Stevens has both said, that he's great at challenging shots vertically near the basket. Rule of verticality, jumping straight up into the air. Uh, Brad Stevens on Aaron Baines said, if you look... If you look at statistically, when he challenges shots vertically at the rim, he's really, really good. He's hard to score on. So it's uh, nice to see what we've seen so far from Aaron Baines. Um, Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas might never talk to Danny Ainge again. He's being cut off from IT. So Isaiah Thomas uh, told Sports Illustrated that uh, he still loves Boston. Um, he still loves, you know, the Celtics, I guess. Uh, but he said, and this is what he said. He goes, what Danny did, knowing everything I went through, you don't do that, bro. That it's, it's not right. So Isaiah plays through his hip injury in uh, the playoffs. These are all the things that Isaiah did. In case you forgot, Isaiah was pretty good. Um, so Isaiah uh, played through his hip injury. He said playing at times in the playoffs when he probably should not have been out there. Uh, so he plays through that. He gets his teeth knocked out, has to undergo extensive oral surgery, spending you know part of the day getting surgery, playing basketball that night, uh, dealing with the tragic death of his sister, which was obviously it was awful. Um, you know, and Isaiah is dealing with this, dealing with all of that, uh, all of those emotions that come across that come with losing an immediate family member. Um, and then so he's flying cross country to grieve with his family, you know, flying cross country one day to be with the family in Washington State, then flying cross country again so he can play basketball the next day. So he goes through all these things. And last year, he just absolutely carried the basketball team. You know, played at a high level every night, played with uh, a ton of energy, uh, constantly attacking the basket and taking a physical beating because that's such a huge part of his game, his ability to get to the basket and finish among the trees. But this is what happens is he does that so consistently that he is frequently knocked to the ground by guys who are literally a foot taller than he is. So he physically takes a beating like every single night, you know, and it's kind of a, I don't know if that's a sustainable way for somebody to play basketball when you're five foot nine to just get pounded to the ground like that every single night. I mean, and here he is hurt, not playing until January. Um, so Isaiah says Danny will regret trading him. And here it is, just another chip on the shoulder for Isaiah Thomas, you know. <laughs> not like he needed another reason to be motivated. You know, he uh, gets picked last in the draft, traded from his first two teams, come to, comes to Boston, and then he's not even a starter right away. And people are like, starter, spark off the bench, starter. 
spark off the bench. No one anticipated 29 points per game, but uh, he eventually ended that discussion. So IT, he's got every right to be upset. Absolutely. You know, I mean, people are like, chill out, Isaiah. It's like, your kids aren't going to starve. It's a business. This happens. You know it's a business. But the guy's still human, man. I mean, Isaiah loved Boston. He loved playing for the Celtics. And he loved being the guy. You know, he's a guy who's always had a chip on his shoulder. And this was a chance for him to be a leader and carry a team and to score 29 points per game. He loved being the guy. And he won so many games for the team. He loved the spotlight and the fans loved him right back. And all that was taken away from him. So he's got every single right to be disappointed, you know? So yeah, it's a business. This kids won't starve, blah, blah, blah. All those other things that people want to say, you know, he's human just like the rest of us. He got every right to be disappointed. So Danny says all the right things, um, as you would expect him to do. Uh, Danny said, this is after uh, Isaiah said, I don't ever want to talk to Danny again. Danny's like, well, I hope that's not the case. I hope at some point things change. He said it was a tough decision. Uh, he said that uh, Isaiah is a great Celtic, said that he's a great person, uh, wishes him all the best in the future, all of these things. So it's a really nice, you know, kind words from Danny. You would expect that. That obviously does not immediately make Isaiah Thomas less upset about being traded. So that would be my take on the uh, Isaiah Thomas, Danny Ainge situation. So Celtics going to be playing Tuesday night. You know, it is for real Tuesday night versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, obviously no Isaiah until January and some uh, questions surrounding uh, LeBron James's availability for that game with an ankle injury. So, but it's, I'm uh, extremely excited about the game for several reasons. You know, one, because the games actually count for real. You know, should be a lot of intensity, a playoff-like atmosphere to begin the season versus your biggest rival. Um, and for all the people who said, Eric, it's just the preseason. They look good. They were beating up on Charlotte, you know, um, telling me to just pump the brakes a little bit. Well, it's like now we get to see the chemistry in a real game that actually matters, you know, so... Um, so when people tell me, yeah, they played a team that didn't even make the playoffs last year in the preseason, they won like big whoop, you know, maybe they beat Cleveland and I can say, look, I told you show. And then maybe they lose to Milwaukee and they can come back and say, look, I told you so either way, championships are not won in October. We'll see what happens, uh, next year when, uh, you know, April, May, whatever, uh, when the Celtics are in the playoffs. So. Okay, that is it for me. I'm Eric Vandenbosch, and I do a Celtics podcast cleverly called The Celtics Pod with Eric Vandenbosch. I'll be back uh, at some point soon, uh, hopefully just a, a week from now. Uh, try not to be lazy and stuff and uh, not do a podcast for a week. Uh, take it easy, as always. End the show. This is, this is how I end the show. Take it easy. Go seize. <laughs>